Welcome back to the Mandalorian. It's the show, the the instant recap show. I mean, it's fairly instant. We're a couple couple hours after it came out, but it's Within the day of. Hours. Yeah, it's the it's a you know ask your doctor if the Mandalorian is right for you because um, it's the show that Star Wars Minute does, covering every episode of the Mandalorian, the Disney Plus Star Wars program. Star Wars program. Star Wars program. I'm Pete the Retailer. And I'm Alex Robinson. And uh, today we're talking about Chapter 14, which is also Season 2, Episode 6, The Tragedy. The Tragedy. The Tragedy. Hmm. Is this our first um, Bee Gees episode? <laughs> uh, I thought there was, I thought Season 1 there was an episode called You Should Be Dancing, but I think, maybe I'm yeah. misremembering that one. Um. And they didn't do the child. No, there was where's that episode called? We'll have to go back and look. We we'll have to we have to assign songs to each. We'll make a, a Mandalorian playlist. We'll assign songs, mm. you know, um, to each episode. Now, is this is it just going to be just based on the title? Because it's certainly yeah, a lot of songs based... about people losing their babies. So right, you know, right, you have yeah. a lot of things about yeah, you know, where where I want my baby back. back. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> um. Which was a, a great Simpsons joke that uh, they did. There, I feel like there were a couple of them in a row there where they did the. Uh, you know, I was the, just thinking about that because I heard um, "Cats in the Cradle" the other day, and I feel like right. they also did a, they did a, um, someone did hold music and it was "Cats in the Cradle." But let's talk about tragedy today. Let's talk about tragedy. The tragedy. The tragedy, comma the. Mm -hmm. um, it's it picks up all directly after mm -hmm. what had the the events of last episode. And it's interesting. This is something that I had, you know, kind of uh, not that I was criticizing it for, but something I was knowing. I was surprised that they went straight from, hey, you got to go find Ahsoka to next episode. Here's Ahsoka. And then the last episode, Ahsoka was like, you have to go to the magic rock. And they were like, this episode starts out. There's the magic rock. And I was like the 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 way that they're not kind of, you know, establishing something and working towards it as much. Yeah. You know, they're letting it be more episodic, which is good, I think. I can't tell. It, 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 I'm, it's a mixed bag, I think. I'm a little bit surprised because I feel like I've gotten used to the modern era of television, which uh, gets us, you know, let's set up our goal and then spend, you know, eight episodes getting there versus let's yeah. set up our goal. Next episode, here's our goal. What's our next goal? You know? Yeah. Um, But uh, I do love... I, I, I made an, a note right away that I loved um, the titular Mandalorian's attitude towards this. And we need more. It's almost like a Han Solo attitude. And we need more of that because they're pulling up. And I, like in my head, I was like, oh, it's the magic rock. And he's like, well, there's that magic rock. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, he seems to be just as, as kind of skeptical and almost annoyed by it as. Uh... <laughs> yeah, which is great. We need more. That That's one thing that was great about Han Solo and the force. When yeah. you're introducing the force and he was like, look, kid. And we, we, I'm <laughs> glad to have uh, the titular Mandalorian for that. Right. Um, and he gets there. We get a little bit of jetpacking. Whoa, which whoa, is... whoa. Hold on a second. Nope. Hold on. Nope. We're, st we're stampeding. Uh, nope. um, okay. I, I got to say, I thought it was very, um, I thought it was adorable. It's not, it's, it's, 
atypical coming for me, but I thought the interplay between um, Baby oh, right. Yoda and the Mandalorian at the beginning was very adorable. The way he kept going, go, Gru. And then the way he looked <laughs> up, he'd like, he would like laugh to himself. It seemed, uh, I think also part of the reason it was, it was I, I found it appealing was that the Mandalorian himself obviously had somewhat of a, uh, you know, some trauma in his childhood and doesn't, he's not the most jokey guy in the world. You know, right. he, he got his family got killed. He was raised by a, by a crazy military cult. And uh, <laughs> so, um, so it was nice to see him letting his guard down a little bit and, and the, his inner child coming out and yeah. joking yeah, around with Gogu, chuckling so. a little bit. It was nice. Yeah. In fact, I thought later on when he couldn't get through the force field and he kept saying, kid, kid, come on, we gotta go. I thought he was going to say, go group. Yeah, I thought he was hmm. going to, try to use that to snap him out of his uh, reverie but um no did not do it but anyway i did like the little bit with the uh with the as, as cute as it was it was it was uh, it was genuinely cute it was so. and and it, i forgot about that totally the cold open is just kind of like a little you know dog training montage with him in the <laughs> he also refers to ahsoka as the nice lady right <laughs> when the nice, nice lady, lady <laughs> told you, you you had training uh <laughs> i thought that was the nice lady i try whenever this expression comes out i always or something like that i try to think of is has anyone ever referred to someone as a lady in star wars before uh look lady doesn't doesn't han, i feel like han solo has to call maybe not it feels like he should but yeah he usually goes for some kind of royal pejorative rather than right. a uh, the royal just... pejorative. <laughs> so uh, yes, then they arrive at the at the the magic rock. Is magic yes. ever been mentioned in a Star Wars movie before? Um, I believe so. Right? Don't they? Again, it's same thing. I'm going back to like doesn't doesn't somebody say magic and superstitious tricks? And... Right, wizard. Right. Um, sorcerer's ways. Right. They're dancing I around it. Do they ever say just magic, plain old magic? I, I can't think of anything. I couldn't think of any examples. But uh, yes, I know in Clone Wars they established that there were witches and stuff in, yeah. in Star Wars. Not under our purview. Um, oh, and the windows down. The win we're going to land with the windows down. Was A, right. I thought that was funny, but also that made me conjure. Well, we say that because we roll windows down in a car. So right. does that imply okay. that? Nobody rolls windows down anymore, but we still say it. It's a funny... Uh, yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? So I'm, yeah. it's interesting. But that's before... Oh, boy. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, just a, yes, a fun little... A, you know, One of those things where some slang, some modern stuff is jarring, and some of it just rolls right, right. off. It's a, I, guess, I guess anytime that there's gravity, opening windows... The first step to opening windows is making them go down. So I think well, that's but, a... But there's also things, a lot of the Star Wars doors raise up. Right, right, right. But yeah. before that, before we had that, yeah. the the natural thing for opening windows, I guess, is to have them go down to open, right? Oh, you're talking about here on Earth? Yeah. No, I mean, in, in general, I think universally. I don't know. Well, I guess so far, the only universe, the only cars we know are, are ones that are on Earth, Earth cars, unfortunately. Yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah, so he puts them on the magic rock. Yes. And... Um, I, I don't I, know which happens. For, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I was going to say, I don't know which happens first, but then I'm looking at my notes and I I, I see my, my note. Um, my notes are in order. So That's uh, good. first one is we know what slave one means. It's like he doesn't, but we know what slave one means. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a great example of the. Well, uh, okay. 
I was gonna. So I'll, I'll just bring up this whole thing because it's it's gonna be throughout the whole episode. Okay. Last week, people will recall that I was somewhat like uh, frustrated with the episode because if you didn't know who Ahsoka was, then you're like, like they're applying a lot of significance to stuff that you're like, okay, whatever. Right. Um, and one could argue that a lot of the same stuff is happening in this episode with Boba Fett. Yeah. Now, this is my. Like in theory, if you asked me last month, mm-hmm. you know who's a better character, Boba Fett or Ahsoka? I'm going to say Ahsoka Tano is a better character because Boba Fett is, as we've established, is more just kind of bluster and and yeah. flash and just two seconds of nothing. He's all sizzle, no steak. Right, and then and yet and yet, yeah, here are two fairly similar episodes mm-hmm. in theory. Um, key differences, though, but. with key differences, and and. And yet, like the I I thought this one was much better handled than the last one. Um and and again, it's not I guess you don't have to know anything. And you didn't have to know much, you know, like like as people pointed out, like you didn't have to know anything right about Ahsoka to get the last episode, but it did feel a little bit like, you know, I'm I'm always using my um in-laws has kind of a control specimen that they know just enough about, <laughs> you know, Star Wars yeah. to, and so they did. They were like, like, yeah, that character was that character from Rebels. Like, there was a little bit of confusion. Yeah, um, interesting that they were, but they were, you know, they, they really weren't thrown them. by it. They weren't necessarily right. bothered by it, but there they was a little bit like, oh, it. like that. Um, and so. I don't know. I, comparing them is interesting. I want to see how they how they react to this one once they once they see it. I'll I'll let everybody yeah. know next week. Well, one one difference I thought was that whereas the um, I felt like this the the main plot was about the Mandalorian and the child. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that was the driving force behind everything is is him trying to protect the child and Boba Fett's trying to steal steal that armor. He doesn't know what's going on, but. Whereas the Ahsoka one, I felt like you were walking into the middle of some other story where, like, we didn't really know any of the characters or who anyone, you know, like, we had no vested interest in what was going on with that story. You know, right. the Mandalorian could have said, you know what, you're busy, I'll come back later. And then that wouldn't have made any difference at all to, right. to the... How's your to, Thursday? You got anything going on Thursday? <laughs> Maybe after lunchtime? Yeah. Whereas this one, even if you didn't know who Boba Fett was, they kind of recast him as kind of like one of those like wandering monk kind of guys. You know yeah. what I mean? He was, he fell into a kind of archetype, a Western archetype that we, or a samurai archetype that we've seen. Right. That's Although sort of the loner. last episode did some of that, you know, it trafficked in the same archetypes and the same kind of cliches in a sense, but not, I don't know. Again, I, I can't fully put yeah. my finger on other than, you know, we know Boba Fett, <laughs> so to us it's cool. <laughs> I mean, it, but also the, that uh, you know, I'm starting to you know, I'm glad that they don't put the writer and director at the beginning of the episode because I like forming an opinion mm-hmm. about it and then seeing it. And that's what you know, like the the two, uh, the two different Deborah Chow episodes, I felt completely differently about. Right. Um, and I'm glad that it wasn't you know, I didn't have like in my head like oh I gotta like am I gonna appreciate this one? And uh, similarly, like I I like you know the. It could be a little bit of you know the last one is is all Dave Filoni you know it's pure mm-hmm. what did we say it was like Revolution Nine although I, I don't 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 get me started about Revolution Nine um, it's the wrong show but uh, 
but this one then finding out there's like oh okay well it's written by John Favreau and directed by Robert Rodriguez mm-hmm. and that's like okay that maybe there's a little bit more I, I don't know is it detachment from it you know what I mean like is it like is is Filoni kind of too kind of uh inside baseball to yeah like is he too kind of attached to to the his source material and that stuff which is you know mm. great for Again, I think a lot of this stuff, you know. So Robert it, Rodriguez is like Irving Kirshner coming in. A little bit. And giving a little bit different perspective than right. Lucas. Right. Um, Richard Marquand. Well, let's not go that Who's far. the Richard Marquand of the uh, <laughs> the Mandalorian directors? Um, but uh, yeah, that. But then it, 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 let me let me rein in my 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 praise for the episode a little bit because uh, my next note my next note actually has a swear word in it so i'm not going to say it but it instantly goes from like oh we know what the slave one is and we're, we're doing this kind of you know cool thing and then um it, there's it instantly goes into a little bit too much wizard stuff <laughs> i didn't use the word stuff in my notes but w- wizard stuff that just like which part? When he puts them on the rock, and all of a sudden there's like a magic beam coming oh, out of the yeah. rock with yeah. runes and it, you know, yeah. a magic force field around him. I'm like, God, that's that's not what I want here. You know. You- well, what I liked about it was that obviously we're gonna have some force stuff in it, and you know, going in, it's a magic rock. It's gonna be cornball, and but I like that it was really they didn't other than that one boo and turning on. They didn't. We don't know what was going on there. There was right. no explanation for it. We never. It didn't. You know, Baby Yoda didn't well, turn into something, and and like it was, it was basically almost like a a kind of like the force field in in the Phantom Menace. Like this is just something to keep you from f- f- like when uh, right, right. Ben Kenobi's trying to they're trying to fight Darth Maul and they get stuck in the. Yeah. It's basically I, like I a remember. way of saying. <laughs> talked about it for like four weeks. Yeah. Um, so to me, it just seemed kind of almost like I think they did it with a minimal amount of magic. It was like seeing it from the Mandalorian's point of view. Like he didn't know what was going on here. Right. Literally, he kept trying to push his way through, which I thought was kind of uh, funny. But uh, yeah. Anyway, so clearly, it, I guess it's it, it you could know. have been a lot worse. You're right. You're right. Uh, um, yeah. But I also think that they. I really liked for a second. I thought that it was just going to. Um, you know, there's a the thing where he's sitting on the rock and a butterfly comes along and Baby Yoda sees the butterfly. And I had two two things, two thoughts there. One, obviously, I'm like, oh, he's going to eat the butterfly. I got excited. But um, then second, I thought like, oh, maybe this communicate, you know, the forces and energy field created by all living things. Maybe he's, it's like a, almost like a literal butterfly effect. Maybe like, you know, they're waiting for some big magical thing to happen, but he just, you know, communicates essentially like, you know, the butterfly senses his force right, sense and then transmits it, you know, like can, can you know, chain reaction. Somebody finds out about it because the butterflies. Something like that, which is much more like in Last Jedi, where Luke was just like, you know, you can like it was wasn't about like oh superpowers, it was right. about being in touch with nature and like yeah, I can yeah, see yeah exactly yeah. So something more, just kind of you know, a little more subtle and a little more natural in the forest. So that's what I was ex- thinking. Maybe for a second, I was like, oh, is that 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 would be really cool? Yeah. But then it's like no, here's you know, glowing <laughs> yeah, runes and a and a magic you know force field. And I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it really is unlike anything we've seen force related before, right? At least in live action, right? So, um, um, well, so it keeps Baby Yoda out of action for most of the episode, right? I understand so. narratively why, yeah, yeah, it is right, what it yeah. is, but, um, so Boba Fett shows up 
He engages with the Mandalorian. Yeah. Um, Boba Fett. Boba Fett where? Um, which also like then made me think, well, what, you know, somebody who doesn't, who's not paying attention to this, like the reveal that it's Boba Fett. I don't think that it, it officially, I don't think we know that it's him from this until, um, yeah, Fennec Shand says it. She's like, yeah, I'm with Boba Fett or something like that. Right. Uh, or, yeah, that's right. Because later on, he establishes the whole chain of custody. He's right. Like, My father was Django Fett, but although I think I th- before that, you're right. Yeah. I'm trying to remember if that like wh- is it Fennec Shand saying I'm with Boba Fett, or is it Boba Fett saying like, hey, I want the other armor because my father Django. He, like, says, I guess he, he says it was my father's, but he doesn't say Django. He doesn't early on? No. Okay, because I feel like there's multiple footholds. Like, there's a lot of places for people to get on board with knowing who he is, which is great. You know, different levels yeah. Yeah. Um, of of appealing to different levels of, of knowledge mm-hmm. and interest in this stuff. Yeah. Um, but I did get a little bit, like, as much as I'm, despite myself, just like you were saying, you know, you were, you were kind of... Uh, even though you knew better, you, you you kind of were your heart was warmed by the by the Grogu stuff. Um, the Grogu the, stuff. The Grogu. <laughs> um, I I totally had a little tee hee when uh, when we see him and he was like, "Who are you? Are you a Jedi?" And he's like, "I'm just a simple man making his way in the galaxy." And I was like, "Oh, he said it. He said the thing." <laughs> like, yeah, totally. And, and I, you know, I, total sucker punch. But I'm like, okay, that, I get it. That's cool. Yeah. Well, I also liked when he said, oh, are you a Jedi? And, right. of course, no one hates the Jedi more than Boba Fett does because they, they killed his father. Right, so the yeah. fact that they were asking him, are you a Jedi, was pictured him being like, you know. <laughs> Jedi? <laughs> Slowly I turned. <laughs> um, flying away into the mouth of some monster. <laughs> um, he built his hideout inside the Sarlacc. <laughs> That's where he lives right. now. <laughs> it's a symbiotic circle. <laughs> you must see that. Um, but yeah, uh, so we get the return of that lady bounty hunter, Fennec, Fennec Shand, which is Fennec a little Shand. another like weird. For a second, I was like, "Wait, is that Zam Wessel?" <laughs> but no, it's uh, <laughs> wow, it's, that would be. Uh, I wonder if Boba Fett knew Zam Wessel. Was it like his aunt, like his <laughs> aunt Zam, his, his dad's special friend who would come <laughs> over? <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I know, but Fennec Shand is back with robot abs. I thought that was so, like, I, I totally missed it the first time it happened because I, I turned my head down to write down a note, and then I, I looked up, she'd already replaced right. it, so I totally missed it the first time. I thought that was so um, corny. Because yeah. A, just the fact that she has uh, just like a... Yeah. An easily accessible cyborg <laughs> midriff that she, in case she ever just wants to show it off. She's like, look, I'm a robot, and then she yeah. holds it down. She's like a like a six million dollar man action figure or something like that was exactly that was what I wrote down the six million dollar man toy because he used to have uh he had rubber arms like rubber skin on his arms you could peel it back and then there'd right. be robot parts and under it right again that that's the secret code behind all this we've said it and there's been other people writing about it that it it's you know these especially the Favreau you know written or, or directed ones it, mm-hmm. this is John Favreau playing with his toys and I bet. <laughs> You know, he had the six million dollar man. He had the Steve Austin figure and the, uh, you know, all these. And the, like, you get this here. You get, you know, you know what happens when your your toys get all mixed up in the bin. You get Boba Fett wearing a Jedi robe with a gaffy stick, <laughs> taking out a bunch of stormtroopers, and that's absolutely like I, I'm totally here for that. There's a cool thing to see. 
It's totally true. He finally got his older sibling's uh, Slave One action, uh, Slave One ship, and now he can finally use it in the uh, in the uh, in the story. Yeah. The other thing. Um, so yeah, I thought that was funny when she showed up. Um, but I also had just questions about like Boba Fett. So obviously he was on Tatooine, right? Was he this just kind of like? Did he just get out of the... Because it's nine years, presumably nine years after the Sarlacc, because it's, it's nine years since Return of the Jedi, right? Something like that? I think so, right? Yeah. This is... So has he been living there this whole time? Because the armor was on Tatooine, so it seems like if he knew the armor was there, he should, why didn't he get it back then instead? He, just not, he couldn't afford it from the job once. Well, he probably couldn't find it, right? It was... Oh, no, wait. But like, he, he made his way to the town where true. he... he, knew. he he knew, he was, like, huh? Maybe he was saving up for it, and then what do you know? He went out and bought it right. He, he sharp shot it right out from under. Him. <laughs> right, yeah. No, wait. So he knew. Did he know that it was the uh, with the marshal? Did he know that it was in um, Mos Pelgo? Difficult to say because I think we only see him at the very end of the episode watching the the titular Mandalorian leave. So we don't know in Mos, from Mos Eisley. Yeah, or mo- yeah right. the, so he probably whatever. lost track of it when it went to Mos Pelgo because nobody goes to Mos Pelgo. It's out of the way and not right, you know, not easy to find. I don't think he had like a tracker thing. So how did he? Why was he there then? In Mos um, Pelga, he wasn't right. Did, 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 well, did we just say he wasn't in Mos Pelga, or he was in Mos Eisley? Where was he watching him leave? I don't recall. Or come in? Yeah, that's the. We have to track that back to figure out why, how he's. How does he know where the armor is and where? And you know what? Why didn't he get I it? I don't want to know. Exactly. One thing we've learned about Boba Fett is don't fill in these details. <laughs> so there you go. So that's that's the last I'll say. But yeah, it's oh. just weird. Obviously, he learned how to use a gaffy stick very well in that time. Right. Yeah. Which which is a cool thing to see. They you know again that's you know. Anytime one of your figures comes with like a stick instead of a uh, a blaster, it's always a little bit like, oh, well, let's you know, how are they going to yeah. fight with this? So it's neat to see stuff like you know, I'm waiting for the uh, the Mandalorian episode where we see you know, uh, General Maydeen take out a bunch of stormtroopers with his little <laughs> pointer, or uh, a little or uh, Admiral Ackbar's yeah. little suitcase. <laughs> no, the Ugnaughts oh, no. had suitcases. Yeah, yeah Ugnaughts had suitcases. <laughs> um. So when he said, "Oh my 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 partner up there on the on the ridge," mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh please be please be Zuckus or Forlom, please be Zuckus <laughs> or Forlom." I forgot that it was going to be the, uh, the the. So yeah, but a lot of people did call it way back then. Remember when they they in the oh, episode right. where she got shot, she was laying there, and then you saw those mysterious legs come up to her. And and people said, were saying, that's "Oh, Boba that's Fett. Boba Fett." Yeah. And, uh, Who said it? You know. Steel say that? Somebody, a couple of people have said that. I think. I guess it's like the internet. Like you have enough people making guesses as to who it is. Right. Someone eventually. Or was it Belknap? Did we have some Matt Belknap on for that one? Mm, I don't know. Maybe. Um, uh, yeah, yes. six million dollar man, robot midriff. <laughs> um, Stormtroopers but- arrive in their ugly ship. Yes, and we see a new. Um, we see Boba Fett being well. Well, first I, we, you know, as we said, he he takes some of him out with the gaffy stick, which is cool. And then he notices he's like, oh, the he left the door open on the on the Razor Crest. Let me go in and get my yeah. stuff. Um, and then there's a cool, you know, it, it's totally, again, it's 
kind of cliche. There's a lot of action movie cliches here where it's just like, you know, we, we see the one character and then it's like, oh, things look tough. What are they going to do? And here comes the other character in like a, a badass pose. And then the, again, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, we see the one character and then the titular Mandalorian shows up with his, you know, yeah, uh, you know, um, whistling birds. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, and then things look tough for them. And what are they? Oh, here comes another ship. This time we're screwed. Nope. Here comes Boba Fett with his armor on finally. <laughs> and he's reunited. Yeah. Um, and I like that he's got the armor on kind of over the robes. It looks like it's a weird like. Well, because he doesn't have any. It, I don't think it yeah. has like the. He doesn't the, have his gray jumpsuit the, handy. Yeah. He's just wearing like. <laughs> yeah. So it's a weird. It looks like kind of like ill-fitting a little bit. But it's. Well, yeah, it looks like and, he's a bit paunchier. <laughs> which I'm sure he is. I mean. but Oh, still. yeah, totally. It's a you know, long time. Right. I mean, they could have done, you know. And he puts on some pounds living in a Sarlacc belly. <laughs> he had to eat his way out. <laughs> now who's going to eat who for the next thousand years? It was a, yeah, it's a, a competitive eating <laughs> to the death. Um, But, uh, yeah, they, they do a, uh, um, you know, I guess they could have done a little tricky, you know, had a, a body double be the in the armor of Boba Fett. Yeah. And then whenever, you know, whenever he's in the robe, the concealing robes, or when he takes off his helmet, you see, yeah. that, oh, it's, it's, you know, that's that's really Timur Morrison. Uh, I'm sure that was the case. He shows up to, uh, we get a new Boba Fett power, which is kind of cool, the knee rockets. Yeah, he's always had those, but we never saw them actually actually used. So that was, uh, I yeah. feel like this, this whole thing, like you said, was him totally going to be like, I'm going to have Boba Fett doing every single thing. I was, I'm going to have him doing his little viewfinder, yeah. shooting stuff. I'm going to have, uh, I'm surprised he didn't use the flamethrower or the ropes, frankly. But, well, we, uh, but we've seen titular Mandalorian yeah. use those a lot. So it's like, yeah. all right, that's, that's covered. And we've seen him, we've seen Boba Fett use at least the ropes. Did he do the fire too? Um. He did the ropes in Jedi. He I shot mean, he it did, around Luke. He did the fire on the the box on his on his action figure card. <laughs> yeah, it was implied. Right. Um, but uh, I wonder if he still has his Wookiee uh, pelts on there. Oh, they probably got separated. Are they, are they, those, they attached to the armor. Got or are they eaten? Those got dissolved first. Mm. You know yeah. what I mean? Like the the. Well, Sarlacc this is going to be the fur. <laughs> This is gonna—they spit him out. That's how we got out of the. Uh, that's why I always wear these Wookie pelts. They're solid. It's <laughs> a garlic terrible. from vampires. <laughs> Sarlacc you know where I got garlic. These from? All of these Wookies are dead. <laughs> Sarlacc garlic is. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, Gar- just garlac. Gar garlac. Um, the bounty. That, isn't that the? Uh, <laughs> who was it? Uh, What's his name? The 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 late night host, or not the talk show host with the. Uh, and now I can't remember him. The the um, Larry King, <laughs> didn't Larry yeah. King wasn't he pushing a brand of garlic pills for a while? <laughs> wasn't that garlic? Um, <laughs> On Futurama. <laughs> the um. Uh, knee rocket. Then we see the destruction of the Razor Crest. Yeah, the the fight looks like it's going well. The the they scare off the stormtroopers who are just like, let's get out of here. But then uh, from from uh, you know, I I almost said you know I was like, well, why don't they nuke the whole site from orbit? But um, lo and behold, they just you know blasted the. Well, they, um, they also have to, they don't want to kill the child, so they have to. Right, right, right. Yeah, but uh, um, that was um a little bit you know we've grown attached to the Razor Crest, and there's a lot of times where it looks like it was. 
Yeah, I was shocked. You know, on its way out. It was like, oh, well, that, you know, there it goes. But it was just falling apart a little bit, and it got put back together, and it's, you know. Um, yeah, it was a nice miss. It was a nice miss uh, misdirect because you're like, well, they put all this effort in fixing it, and, and it's I mean, toys, and you know, they're not. Yeah, gonna... <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, like I feel like you know, last week I talked about how they, you know, there were certain things they couldn't do because of marketing, but now I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe not. I know, um, you know, looking at the the, we just started doing the uh, um, Star Wars Lego Advent Calendar, and I'm pretty sure that one of the based on the cover, one of the things is going to be a Razor Crest, so it might. Poor timing on that. Um, I, either I, they, either they'll pull Enterprise A, right. and at the end it'll be like, "Here's your brand new Razor Crest," and it'll be all you know updated. Right. Or he could leave with Slave One. I thought about that because it looks like they're definitely you know. It is a coincidence that Slave One shows up in the very same episode that the uh, that his the Razor Crest gets. Blown yeah, exactly. Up. And I'm sure Boba Fett's going to be like, oh, I'm too old for this kind of business. Right. And then and he's going to, do you think, well, here, so here, that leads us to some, well, well, we'll save questions for the end. Okay. Um, we'll have a Q&A. Write it down so you don't forget. Uh, okay. Why don't you just ask now? No, I'm going to save <laughs> okay. it for the end. Okay. Uh, the uh, destruction of the Razor Crest, and then they go, um, you know, they Boba Fett takes the slave one, flies up, and he sees that it is a a doesn't say star destroyer. He says the Imperial cruiser, what Imperial battleship or something like a like that. yeah a light cruiser or something. But um, I thought this, that was uh, go ahead. What it seems it's weird that it's like a big shock. Oh wait, wait let's back up for a second because before that happens, they come down and they take it's a period the, of civil war. The, <laughs> they come down and they take the the child. Yeah, um, those, those uh, the black troopers. The yeah dark troopers, dark and, troopers. And I I my. I was like, man, are we like? Uh, I'm not sure how I feel about the Dark Troopers. Again, they're making their way out of a video game into, or, yeah. or a video game and a comic, I think, and a couple of things. But um, each time they're a little bit different. And this time I was like, well, wait a minute, are they like, are they people with rocket shoes? Like what? And I, I, I think they're not at all people. They're just droids. They're basically like stormtrooper droids. Mm -hmm. So I feel a little bit better about them now. Okay. Um, but uh, how are they tied to the... I hope they're not, like, infused with the Force. I don't want Stormtrooper droids infused with the Force. Well, I was going to say that maybe there's some kind of um, continuing the great tradition of Star Wars cyborgs. That mm. maybe it's, like, a human brain and a vat of midichlorians mm. inside, like, a cyborg body. Mm. I, but I also like that we don't know, and I would prefer that we never learn. Yeah. Much like I, the same way when we were kids, we used to spend hours debating whether stormtroopers were robots or humans in there. Yeah. Again. Let people figure it out. Here's another. It, it's, you know, it is like the somebody around our age playing with their toys because yeah. it's like, you know, our, we thought stormtroopers were robots. Let's just use the robot stormtroopers <laughs> right. that, that exist from, <laughs> you know, from other ancillary materials. Yeah. That's like what if you went to, you know, if you go to like Disney and buy the souvenir toys they had there, but it's not quite like the action figures, but right, right. you can use it in the same, you know, the same scenarios. And also, of course, the, the you know, the. Kenner standby of of course they can fly look they've got jetpack holes in their feet but it's the you know it's where you stand them on the pegs but they've got holes in the bottoms of their feet so you can you know yeah look, yeah I wasn't like, sure if they were like blue snaggle tooth can fly <laughs> put some toothpicks in there so you can stand exactly up. um 
but yeah, then they the the dark troopers come and they take the child, and uh, Boba Fett chases them for a little bit, realizes it's the Empire, which I don't think should be that shocking. I mean, they already saw that you know they were up against a bunch of stormtroopers and up against um, uh, Moff Gideon. Yeah, that, I thought that was a weird, like, uh, and also because we saw the Imperial shuttle earlier in the episode, and then when he breaks through the clouds and you see it, and the music's all dun-dun-dun, like, right. like we're well, seeing this for the first time, but, you know, the, the, the reveal already happened. We already know the and the we we've seen the Empire for episodes already, so. Right, I, I mean, I guess the thing is they're not, they don't think that it's as... Well, well she also says this is New Republic territory. Right. That that's that, I guess that they're somewhere where they're not normally. It would be like the Confederacy showing up in like Wisconsin. Like, <laughs> like they're like conf- what the Confederate like starship. <laughs> yeah. With uh Grease Slick. But um the the uh, I guess the the reveal is that they didn't know how well organized and how how you know they thought they were just dealing with like a little like a small cell of of lingering, you know, right. post imperial, yeah, um, essentially like a warlord. But no, they they these they better these guys organized. have the resources that they they even have you know star destroyers and stuff. Yeah, and somehow Palpatine has returned. I'm sure. <laughs> um, yeah, that was a, a a rise of Skywalker quote that didn't happen when the when the dark troopers came down and uh, they they fly now they fly now. <laughs> um. But uh, also, I like when uh, when Boba Fett says, "This is no spice dream." Yeah. <laughs> when he, so I like the recurring of the spice. Anytime they can work in spice references, exactly. I'm on board. Um, and I like the subtle, um, you know, when we see kind of close up before he puts the armor on. I forgot to say that I like the subtle, like the scarring on his face, which yeah. make, makes it seem like oh, he did have to maybe fight his way out, unless that happened beforehand. I don't know, but maybe that's. That's funny because I always, I don't know if it was in the Tales from the Bounty Hunters or something, but I always thought that his face was like, at, at right. the very least, like, like it would be like leathery and, and yeah. you know, scar. I don't know why it'd be scarred. He wears a helmet all the time. I know. So you'd think his face would be pristine, but, uh, but, uh, uh that's another yeah. interesting. So Django was a foundling, but I guess he wasn't part of the same sect. We found out that there are different kind of sects yeah. of, of the Mandalorian because, like, who taken a lot of foundlings? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean that, that's how they keep their that's how they yeah. keep it going, I guess. Because um, if they can ever remove their helmets, they need to you know find kids and and that's how they reproduce. They just find lost children. Um, but the the um, because we saw Django without his helmet and had no problem kind of you know um, walking around, letting other creatures, letting other people see him without his helmet. Right, I yeah. guess that's because he he was found by a different, uh, you know, happenstance. He was found by a different um, crew, a different sect of the Mandalorian. Uh, yeah, my impression is that uh, Starbuck and those guys are like the mainstream Mandalorians, right? Right, and then so the, he's really like an Amish kind of Mandal. Like the most of them Mandalorian. are not going to be like him. Most of them are going to be more like uh, the the Sabine and Starbuck right. and the, all the all the other cartoon Mandalorians we've seen. Do you? Th- oh, I'll add it to the quick Q and A. Q and A. I got a lot of cleanup items too. So, um, and then we, yeah, we they come back down, and um, well, I, I liked it during the battle. You know, um, he, the titular Mandalorian, says to to Fennec Shan, "Is like, all right, you can take off because I owe you from last time." Mm-hmm. Um, 
and she was like, no, we, we made a deal. And I like mm-hmm. that the, the little, like, again, it, it's, you know, it's trite, it's cliche, but like the little, like, you know, honor among thieves kind of a thing, you know, having mm-hmm. a code and sticking to it. And, um, it is the way. And uh, the then follow that up with then at the end, it's like, all right, well, they're, you know, they took the kid and, you know, we're done. The armor's yours. You know, I'll see you later. And they're like, no, well, we technically, you know, it says here we promise to protect the kid and, and you don't have the kid. So we have to, you know, technically we're in your debt. And uh, so it's like a weird, uh, I wonder how long he could, you know, if he would sabotage kind of like getting, going to get the kid. Like, hey, we're going to go get rescue the child. And he's like, oh, no, I, well, I had to do some other things. Um, maybe we could, maybe you can mow the lawn and, and you know, I think I had to paint the so side he- of the house. So he's trying to keep them around? Yeah, like Boba Fett. Uh, I mean, the titular Mandalorian keeps like delaying going to get the kid so these guys will stay in his debt because like, well, they, we got to we got to protect the kid so we can get out of, yeah. you know, we can we can fulfill our end of the bargain. Be like, oh, well, yeah. Um, thing is, uh, before we do that, I really need to drop off my dry cleaning. So would you mind? See, I was going to go the opposite way and say that he was trying to ditch Boba Fett and hers, but they keep being like, no, 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 we have to stay with you until, and he's just like, oh, great. He has to keep feeding them and, you know, right. like, oh, they're on the clock, so. <laughs> I think the child might you be on Dantooine. Maybe go check that out. Go, You go check that one out. I'll go check out this lead over here. <laughs> Planet called Dagobah. I'm going to go. Uh... <laughs> uh, but I wrote Boba Dett. Oh. There you go. Um, the dad. <laughs> um, then we we see with that the, they've taken the uh, the the child Grogu, mm-hmm. um, Grogu. They've taken him onto the uh, star destroyer. Grogu he's to in. go, please. <laughs> the um, he's in a, a very classic looking uh, imperial cell, which yeah. is which is cool. You know, it's nice to see the little trappings of stuff that we know as as we've as we've discussed. Well, one thing I was surprised, well, I was, um, when they went to go take, when they sent the dark troopers down there to get him, they pick up baby Yoda and they just kind of fly up carrying him. Right. Like in their, in his arm. And I was like, that seems like you're like, they should at least have one of those baby crib things, you know, oh, like yeah. at least holding lock it yeah, in. And were stuff. they, I guess they were in, they must have been the like low atmosphere. atmosphere. Yeah. It <laughs> still seems kind of risky bringing a baby <laughs> up. I guess they know he's baby Yoda and he's yeah, pretty yeah. tough. So, uh. Um, but also, I'm surprised they don't have like a little baby Yoda size cell. Instead oh, right. of putting him in a giant cell, put him in. A, well, no, put him then in they like, have to go in there with him. So that's. Oh, that's true. But if they put him in like a ve- if it was like a veterinarian thing, they could just put right. him in like a kennel, and then they could just right. you know. Anyway, I guess he could just blast it apart. But well, so as we see, he's giving the stormtroopers there what for. Right, which is kind of neat. Yeah, um, although I guess you find out that it's kind of like a trap. Because right. he's just trying to get Baby Yoda tired, so that <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do all Jedi's get sleepy after using their Force powers? I wish we had seen that more uh, frequently. And uh... <laughs> like Mace Windu napping, yeah. Like, like what? Like before we go into the negotiations, my Padawan, let's take a fifteen-minute disco <laughs> nap just to clear our heads. <laughs> um, Liam Neeson impression. It was a good one. Yeah, been working on that. One. I could tell who it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, then they, yeah, he, he's, he gets all tuckered out 
and then they put him in tiny little shackles. I know, that was adorable. It was, because they look like <laughs> kind of shackles that we've seen, but they're little tiny ones, like this big. <laughs> I guess if you live in a galaxy full of aliens, they must have shackles of all different sizes. Yeah. Because you'd have to do everything from a uh, Wampa down to uh, Babu Frick. Right. Babu it, Frick must be among the smallest sizes they make. Probably, yeah. I feel like Baby Yoda's hands, arms are thicker than Babu Frick's. Hmm. Babu Who would win in a fight? Obviously, you know, Baby Yoda would because he has superpowers. Yeah. But assuming they had, no, assuming, let's just say they had one of those um, Admiral Thrawn right. Jedi thwarting <laughs> snakes around their one necks. One of those uh, anti force salamanders. <laughs> Slugs, or, uh, yeah. <laughs> I think Babu Frick would win. I, uh, sorry, I just, that just made me think are we going to see those? See what? Babu Fricks? No, the salamanders. Oh. Or, or not salamanders. They, weren't they like. Yes, they're like possums or Ypsilanti something. Ypsilanti like or something. Um, so sidebar here for a second. Speaking of Grand Admiral Thrawn, uh, apparently um, on the internet, people were asking, uh, what's Timothy Zahn mm-hmm. about Admiral Thrawn being in, you know, when he came up last week. And he said that um, he does know, he knows nothing. They have not consulted him at all about what's going to happen hmm. in the story. That's and, interesting. Um, I, I don't think we. I definitely don't think we see him this season. Right. Of course, famous last words. Now it's going to be. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's, yeah. I'm like, well, let's save Boba Fett for the last episode of the season. <laughs> he literally shows up right. Yeah. Every time yeah. I said, maybe I should start doing that. Like, you know, I don't think we're really going to get to see uh, uh, Phil <laughs> in this season. I'm going to start sabotage, doing intentional sabotage. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, apparently Timothy Zahn, it seemed to imply that there was some, he wasn't keen on how they were handling uh, Thrawn in more recently, media? in, like the, in, in uh, Rebels and, and things like that. Because, and some people have said that he might be forgetting that Thrawn's purpose is to be a, an antagonist to Star Wars characters. It's not the Thrawn show. It's, right, yeah, yeah. So you know, there's only so much, you know, if you want to take him in a different direction. It's like Howard the Duck. You can't, oh. he, he doesn't own the character. He can't... Uh, um, so he's going to go make his own, like, yeah, he's going to get so upset that he starts a lawsuit and then he's going to go make his own space character, like yeah. Grand Admiral John or something like that. Destroyer Zahn. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, speaking of which, I think somebody should ask actor Steve Zahn what he thinks about the uh, Mandalorian and their usage. <laughs> that would be You're a cool, right. I want to see, <laughs> hopefully they don't cast Steve Zahn as Grand Admiral Thrawn because that would be a weird double, um, a, I don't, I don't think he has the gravitas. I think it would just be a weird, fun thing. But yeah. B, uh, you know, I like him as an actor, but uh, it would be a weird dig. I was thinking of this as a just as a casting <clears throat> pun, but it might be a better T-shirt. Olivia Newton Thrawn. Oh, that's good. <laughs> um, and, and immediately I'm cycling through. I'm like, well, what, what, what's the joke? What's an extra joke there? But no, let's. Oh, let's be, it would be her, but she'd be built have blue. Yeah, exactly. Know, that picture of her with red we eyes. Think of one, we got to think of one for um, John Travolta. Hmm. So that we we could do something with him too. But anyway, right. put a pin in him. Um, and then we see the dark saber. That must have pleased you again. I, I I don't. I feel like it's so like it looks like a weird. It looks like in, you know, like Who Framed Roger Rabbit where they pull out like a cartoon mallet or something like that. It, it literally looks like, you know, like, you know, this thing from the cartoons and it's got like, a, it pulls out a cartoon. It's like, you know, like not even Tron. Tron, it looks different than that. Like it's such a weird, like, yeah, doesn't look like it's part of the reality that they're that they're functioning in. 
Yeah. Um, and also, why, like, again, like, th th that's at least twice that I can think of that people, like, between the phone call at the end of Solo and this, where it's just like, let's pull out a lightsaber to remind people, hey, we haven't <laughs> had a lightsaber for a while. Let's just pull out this a lightsaber to show it and, and, and have no, no real reason for it to be out. Yeah, it's funny because I feel like we've seen the dark saber maybe three times, or two, at least two times in the Mandalorian, mm -hmm. possibly three, and uh, it's never used in action. It's always just in a well, look. Here's the dark right, saber. Yeah. Put it away. You know what this is? <laughs> uh, the first time that we saw it, it was he used it to cut his way out of the wrecked fighter. Wrecked oh, that was the, so that was the first time. That's that we okay. Saw it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that's fine. That's an okay one. But, but yeah, then, this time yeah, all the rest of the time it's just been like dark saber. Yeah. Um. You know what else? Uh, who else we see here? Who is uh, my new favorite uh, unidentified Imperial comms officer? Oh right. Let's get Katie O'Brien a name. I, 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 the fact that she's back again uh, makes me, and that you know, she's she's kind of tied to uh, um, Moff Gideon here. I'm I'm assuming we're going to see her again, and I'm hoping that she gets named in one of these things because she is my new favorite. I would have thought at this point any character with multiple lines, they'd be going in knowing who they care. Like there'd be at least three lines to their biography, like their name, what planet right. they were from, and I mean, one bit of one bit of. Uh, there might source, be in you uh, know in the back you know in the writer's bible you know they might have text. Yeah, in the script there might be some, um, but you know she's not yeah. identified um, as of yet. Although I did like uh, it, it, well, speaking of Wikipedia, she's not identified on Wikipedia. In uh, on Wikipedia, I do love that the, um, and this is a weird, you know, uh, we, we've been talking about kind of how how we don't like that this is, you know, basically kind of canonizing a lot of the animated stuff, mm -hmm. but it's weird that they had to go make a, they had to go make a, a a canon tab for the Mandalorian Civil Wars, mm -hmm. that it was all legends previously. They'd make a new canon tab for it, and it just says like, "Mandalorian Civil Wars were um, some kind of wars that uh, Jango Fett fought in before he died on Geonosis." <laughs> and it was just like it's like one sentence of like, "This exists." Wow. <clears throat> and so it's an interesting. I was like, "Oh, yeah." Ironically, I, it's now like the Clone Wars. What the Clone Wars used to exactly. be. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> some offhand mention of a war, and then move on with it. Exactly. Which, which, I, I don't know. Like, do uh, no. I, I want them to not dig into that, even though I know people are salivating over like, yeah, let's see that. And let's see, you know, I think the Clone Wars uh, and Rebels had a lot of Mandalorian history stuff in it. Right. I would not be but surprised if it was. Those are canon. There. So I, they're oh, not yeah, in the yeah. nothing in the canon tab for that. So it'd be interesting oh, to true. see. Yeah. What, like yeah. maybe that maybe that's the next maybe that's a new project. Maybe they're setting up like, all right, well, that's. So this is the backdoor pilot for the, well, the no, Django it's, Fetch it's show. It's the seed. It's the seed. <laughs> yeah. Um, so maybe the next, you know, the Mandalorian Civil War would be a future animated project, yeah. um, which would be, I think that's the place for it. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't, I don't know. Again, Move I, forward. Yeah. Move forward. It's Stop the same. The, yeah, exactly. That, that's my, uh, but that's a, that's a weird, you know. Yeah. As much as I'm saying move forward, like I do, like I, I liked this episode and the way that it kind of, you know. It did move the plot forward a bit, you know. Well, obviously, that they got the the baby at the end. They got Grogu, yeah, um, but uh, but and he they teamed up with Boba Fett and uh... yeah, and but it's it still, you know, it it 
wallowed a little bit in nostalgia and established characters, but while advancing the plot and showing us some, mm-hmm. didn't show us that many new things uh, other than the magic rock. But um, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm still can't fully put my finger on why my reaction to these last two episodes was so different other than I think you, I mean, you got to the heart of it with, it seemed like, you know, we were intruding on on the Ahsoka episode mm-hmm. versus this is, you know, all absolutely like the, the core of this episode is, you know, protect the, the child, protect Grogu and leave right. him, you know, and keep him away from, from Moff Gideon, which has been our, that's the whole plot of the series so far, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so that's the, the at the heart of this episode. But um, there's also, I, I don't know. I think part of it is direction, part of it is writing. I, I uh, tough to tell why I, I'm, um, why my reactions were so different. It's funny because I remember last season there was a, a feeling of like, okay, they introduced the main story. Here's a couple of filler in episodes. Right. Oh, and now here's the next thing. And I feel like you could have had the, um, you, you could have had. I guess we want to keep the frog people because that was a good. Yeah, I don't know. You know what? I was going to say that we basically have Amy Sedaris. We we hire Amy Sedaris to loop in some dialogue of her saying, oh, okay, now go to this planet and find the magic stone and put Baby Yoda on that. So that way you cut out, you don't have to stop with Starbuck, you don't have to stop with Ahsoka, just because all that stuff is basically you're just kind of like passing the ball forward one. I mean, yeah. I guess with Ahsoka, you do learn a little bit about him being, uh, his being a Jedi and stuff. Right. But. The most part, you those there's nothing for the overall plot of the Mandalorian. Those episodes, I feel like, are non-essential. They're like the Tom Bombadil of to to mix of my. Uh, do you know what that is? Yeah, I don't. I don't I, you know, that was sorry. Uh, I didn't mean to insult you by asking if you knew. No, no, who no. Tom I, was. That was one thing I was disappointed about with Fellowship with the movie. And I was like, where's Tom Bombadil? And so it's a, like a little bit like you know, I I do. <sighs> I don't know. I, I I just walking the line between do I want filler or do I want you know I, I like some of my favorite episodes of you know these famously oh yeah um, you I know, know I talked about how I, I can't really get into Deep Space Nine but I love the episodes that have nothing to do with the overarching you love plot. when he's on the holodeck with with uh, the I lounge love singer Worf's bachelor party you know I I, I want <laughs> stuff like that and yeah. uh, the magnificent Ferengi yeah. the the but like so do I like these. Do I want it to just be, you know, nonstop, you know, string plot A to plot B, or but also having like I feel like adding in those little tidbits enough that it's you're moving forward a little bit, you know. If you're having this crazy adventure and you're just ending up one step forward, I like that. That's fine, and that's what I feel like. You know, the the. Um, I think it's the illusion of one step forward because you could take any one of those episodes out and it would make no impact on the story. No, no, make no impact on the story, but you are getting one step. You're at least attaching, you're finding the person who's going to get you to the next spot. You know what I mean? It's like on the, when you're playing the game of life or whatever, and there's like those side things where you can right. take that longer route around there, but you can also just go straight forward and that, uh, anyway. Well, I, I'm not complaining about it. I'm just, I'm just know, making it, an observation that it's structurally, that it's, it's, it's similarly. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know how I feel about it. I'm not saying I. Yeah. I want it, or I'm not saying I don't want it. It's. It's. Right. You know, it's not criticism. It's. It's wondering like, well, what? What? What do I want out of this? I like it yeah. sometimes when it just has nothing to do with anything. But also, I think that's, yeah, it really depends on the quality of those standalone episodes. Right. I think. Right. Whereas I didn't think the 
either of them I didn't think uh, were that strong as either stories. Of, but either either of those stand the Ahsoka one or the Starbuck one. Oh right. They they both seem kind of like anyway. Uh, some cleanup items. Um, the death, the it wasn't covered, but with, this is the death of the last of the IT crowd guys, robot. Yeah, the, I was uh, wondering, like, what what have we seen? What's in that yeah. ship that blew up? Yeah, um, that that is now gone forever. And yeah, that was the um, what is it, Zero or whatever his name is. Yeah, he's gone. He is. Uh, we finally, not we finally learned, but it's at least explained more clearly that the thing that uh, Lorna Dune was given is was in fact a Republic military, uh, like a uh, law yeah. badge. So she now she's uh, her marshal, her sheriff's badge, essentially. Yeah, she's gone. And he says, "I heard rumors you'd gone legit. <laughs> Who did hear rumors from the frog people? <laughs> <laughs> Who does he talk to? Who's known Lorna Dune in this time? And like, yeah, like again, time frame. Like, how long is this? <laughs> like, <laughs> like you've been at this job for three days, and I heard." <laughs> Unless he, that's just his way of, like, you know, kind of just being a wise guy. About right, it. right, right, right. Um, so one interesting thing also that I thought was um, established is that Boba Fett's armor is Jango Fett's armor. Yes. Because he's saying Which, that armor belonged to my father. So I guess at some point he painted it or whatever. And because so there was never there was never going to be a time where both Jango and Boba were fighting together wearing the same suit, wearing the same armor. Right. Like if Django had lived, he either would have had to give it to Boba, or Boba would have had to come up with his own kind of cool bounty hunter scheme. Right. So, which is uh, interesting. I think we've, you know, that's come up as a theory, as, as a possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, that also makes me think. You know, when we when he first gets it, assuming assuming he just you know that he just takes it from from Geonosis, it would not yeah. fit him at all. He's like ten years old. And right. so I'm picturing yeah. him in like the, you know, like putting on this way too big for him armor. Like he had to go yeah. through this whole thing where he, had, I mean, granted, you know, he was a, he, he, well, he's no, he's not modified to grow faster. So he's just, he would have just, no, you know, had to un- wait, un- you know, what, 10 years maybe before he could fit in the armor? Five, 10 years? Yeah. Um. So it's an interesting, uh, um, you know, I wonder if they have like the, you know, he's wearing a paper bag or something like the. Some other some other outfit uh, variants before he can you know he, like first well I can wear the gauntlets those kind of work so I can just use the cool stuff and I'll have to wear a different helmet for a bit until this one fits or maybe just the helmet but it's all wobbly. <laughs> it does make you wonder if the um, like do Mandalorian children have suits of armor? At what age do you get your suit of armor? Right. If you're yeah, like when they found him, when they found the titular Mandalorian, did they give him like a size small? And then he had to work his way up. Like what? How does it work? I mean, it is. You're from. You're probably given like a sort of. There's probably some kind of like uh, mat- like maturity ceremony where you're officially right. given. You know, it's like a driver's license or something. Right, right. Up until then, you probably just wrap your. They probably wear those like Ben Cooper masks with the rubber bands <laughs> around the vest and a little that smock be. that says Mandalorian <laughs> on it. Yeah. Um, I uh, w- we'd get the. Uh, I, I want to go back and I, I didn't have time to do it before we recorded this, but I did want to go back and look at all the things that Cara Dune looked up, like all the records, the prison records that she was going oh, through. Oh, right. Yeah. We saw the. Before we get to Miggs. Miggs Mayfeld. Miggs Mayfeld. Um, which totally sounds like somebody that Spider Man would be fighting. Um, <laughs> that, uh, you know, the, but the. Interesting that he is the one guy that that Mandalorian felt like he needed for this. I don't know what skills he has. 
that would come in useful and why yeah. he feels like he can trust this guy um it, it is job. weird because you you have to assume that he would have encountered dozens and dozens of rogues and rascals and bounty hunters and stuff like right. it is weird that he would pick him out of all of the right like that guy that last i saw tried to kill me and so i double crossed <laughs> him and put him in prison i need him for this job and yeah. and you know uh, it's hard to look at that as anything other than like oh people seem to like bill burr on this show let's get him back yeah. for another episode that got us some good you know write-ups yeah maybe um, maybe when they bring him back they'll establish like the last time we saw you mentioned you Right. Went to college with Moff Gideon. <laughs> right, yeah. Um but there's another um there wait, there was another oh, so I had here are questions. Questions. Um Do we think Boba Fett survives the series, or at least this season? Yes. My prediction is that at some point um Boba Fett is going to I was going to say he was going to hand off Slave 1 to, and then, like, live somewhere, like, retire somewhere, mm. you know? You, t you take my ship, well, like, you have fun. But he went through the whole, like, he's lived his whole life trying to get this armor back just so he can wear it to, like, you know, knit and, and or fish or something like that. And, and I, Maybe he wants to be buried in it, maybe there's some kind of Mandalorian ceremony. Oh, so the other question was, did he, how did he get the armor after the Battle of Geonosis? Did he, like take the armor off his dad and like yeah well we saw him you know holding the helmet yeah so also the sword he wore his helmet he knew at one point that his father's decapitated head was in that yeah. same exact helmet he had to clean you know he probably let the geonosians clean it out because they probably just you know like like yeah it's like the the bug room at the like licking licking the uh beaters of a yeah exactly ice cream um beskar beskar I, I, it's been established that Beskar is laser proof. We've seen that. That mm -hmm. um, this they really they really uh, lean into it this time with like literally she's hiding behind the uh, the Mandalorian right. as he's like acting like a shield and getting shot. And uh, it made me wonder if we will see a Beskar creep into Star Wars from this point because mm -hmm. up until now we've never had anything that we could really block lasers other than Darth Vader's glove. Right. So. Now that that's out there, are we going to see more people who are suddenly going to be start wearing Beskar? Um, right. The, the arms race could start creeping up. Yeah. I mean, I do like the fact that there's a built-in kind of, well, why don't we just make everything out of Beskar? Because it's right. It's rare and it's mainly controlled by this one religious cult. So it's, right. you know. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah. Ben, but Boba Fett's armor, I don't think, is made out of Beskar, is it? Oh, I don't know. Are all men? Because he, men, when, when the titular Mandalorian we first saw him, was all of his armor Beskar? No, no, I thought no, it was uh, regular and he replaced it bit by bit. Yeah, slowly he added more and more pieces of it. So so that seems to imply that you can have armor that's not made of Beskar. Beskar right. is just like the top of the line. I, so yeah. I don't think, I don't think uh, Boba Fett's is Second Beskar. Beskar. <laughs> oh boy. Um, <laughs> and trying harder. <laughs> um... Yeah, I don't. I don't. I guess we'll find out. Probably no. I, I I would assume that it's not because it's got that little dent in the head, right? Oh yeah, that's true. Um, but the um, well, Any more questions. Speaking of speaking of the the Boba Fett's helmet, um, do you think that interacting with all these um kind of uh you know secular uh, uh heathens will eventually influence the titular Mandalorian? 
and he will be okay with taking his helmet off uh, on a more regular basis. Because we, I'm assuming that we'll get that we'll get his face at least once this season because we got it only once in the first season. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming there's like a contractual well, like well, he's a handsome guy. We got to show to, his face to at prove least that once. he's that he's actually inside the helmet yeah. at some point. We got to at least show his face once per season. Um, I hope every time they take it off, he has a different elaborate facial hair on his. <laughs> <laughs> Or a different, like they take his helmet off and you're like, wait a minute, that's not the same guy from last season. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like a different celebrity person would play yeah, him right. for the one that it would be like Sebastian Shaw or... Uh... Well, then it becomes like the end of, you know, Scooby-Doo. Like they take yeah. off his helmet mm-hmm. and they're like, what? Will Ferrell? He's like, oh, I got you guys. You thought it was really the Mandalorian. That's my that's Will Ferrell impersonation. Yeah. That's pretty good. Uh, I think my last note is um, oh two last notes. Okay. I have four last notes. Oh boy! Number one, um, it must have made you as the co-host of ABC TOS to see uh, that looked like they were fighting Goran territory for a lot of this. A uh, lot of this. Uh, those look like the lovely hills of Southern California, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I was trying to see specifically. I just uh, made a trip to Vasquez Rocks not too long ago, and I was wondering if they filmed this there, but it didn't look exactly like anything. Mm. Looked a little too lush. Well, it is fifty years later for uh, for <laughs> Vasquez Rock. So, um, but you know, there's a lot of a lot of Southern California looks like that. So I was uh, yeah. Mash. again much much like uh, when the um, remember last week we asked if they just had done on location filming in the in the in the wake of forest fires, and and it turns <laughs> out that 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 uh, there was an interview with Filoni, and he was like, yeah, well, I live you know because I live in Northern California, and a lot of I saw a lot of it, so it just inspired the writing of it. It was written hmm. to be kind of. It was written in a way that was inspired by the the wake of the forest fires, but it, I don't think it was necessarily filmed on location and recently burned. <laughs> Might be a little too uh, too realistic. Yeah. yeah. Do you think he was talking? Do, do you think that means? But it had to have been written like maybe he was talking about forest fires like last year, or it couldn't yeah. have been twenty twenty forest fires. Uh, no, I think they were already filming before. It was probably yeah, either the 2019 or the, the 2018 or the 2017 or yeah. the 2016 huge forest fires. But um, I, it does make me think that they, you know, like with a large swath of California wiped out by forest fires, then they went to a set and created out of out of foam, they created some burned trees and, and you know, yeah. this expansive like, all right, bring in the digital uh, back screen and we'll, we'll make the project the image of forest fires. No, you know what I bet they did? I bet they went out, bought some trees, and then and burned, burned them. them. Right. <laughs> so, uh, right. My last note is that uh, I liked when uh, Baby Yoda was in the Force, the beam or whatever it mm-hmm. was, and um, trouble shows up, and then and then the titular Mandalorian's like, "I'll protect you inside this impenetrable Force bubble." Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, well, of course, as soon as he left, it turned off. So it's you know that was uh, yeah. He and was that, right to think that, but seemed like he should have just stayed there. I mean, he had a fairly he had the high ground, and yeah. Baby Yoda was protected in a force chamber. Like, why? Why would he leave? Why would he go? Do I guess he didn't else? want to get like, you know, he didn't want to just be in the middle, surrounded right. by by any help both so. that and didn't yeah, want. I don't know. But yeah, I'm not I'm not complaining about his uh, strategy. Yeah. It almost worked. If it wasn't for those those robot stormtroopers. Well, flying I, Baby Yoda's the one who ruined it because he should have kept yeah. the force bubble going, and then he yeah. could have just sat there back there and pretended. And I, you know. I did kind of think that a Jedi was going to show up at the end of the episode 
they were like, now what do we do? And then the Jedi shows up and he's like, you rang, you know, that kind of a thing. So I, I wonder who it's, the Jedi it's Yarell, is. It's Yarell Poof. Right. Mm. <laughs> um, who, who do we think the Jedi is going to be who, who um, answers this call? Oh, boy. Who's, again, I, it, it, I don't know how I would feel other than the, the fact that I suggested last time that, it, you know, Luke Skywalker is out and about. It's true. Yeah, I think someone speculated that the series would maybe I used speculate that it would end with Baby Yoda being dropped off at you said at that, Luke's yes, Academy, uh, yeah, at Luke's uh, Luke's Academy. We'll but know maybe. how the, then the then this then it'll just be what happens to him after that because clearly he. Uh, well, that could again backdoor pilot yeah. into you know Jedi Academy TV show. Yeah, at but a driver cameo. That first episode, well, yeah. Then that like, do we get the? You know, are we recasting Luke Skywalker? Are we doing like a digital, you know, are we, uh, um, what's his name? I almost said Michael Jordan, but uh, uh, Michael Douglasing him mm. to make him, you know, to make him look like, you know, 1985 Luke Skywalker or whatever. Well, but it would be at least a 1995 Luke Skywalker. Well, how many years, years is this after Jedi? I don't I know. I thought it was nine years we after Return of the Jedi. It. Okay. So, yeah, let's say, so let's say a 1990. For Luke Skywalker, let's say, uh, uh, yeah, like Wing Commander era Luke Skywalker. Are we, are we, <laughs> are we digitally doing that, or are we get a recasting it? Tough to tell. Um, um, yeah, I think he could pull it off. Well, I don't know. It would depend on how how. I, mean, I guess he. Yeah. We did that a little bit in the in Rise of Skywalker, or or was that Last Jedi? In the flashback, where we find out what the problem was with. Um, I guess that was, well, we saw, that was Last Jedi. We get the flashback yeah, of, of, you know, and it was it was brief, but they did it. They they kind of you know scaled him back a little bit, but that wasn't this far back. Well, no. also when Luke shows up to fight Kylo Ren, to when Luke shows up at the end, mm-hmm. uh, he's he looks like a younger version of right. Luke Skywalker. But so. still, that that's not you know that's like I mean know. like two thousand five Luke, Luke right. Skywalker. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> That'd be more like. Uh, Flash TV series, uh, Luke Skywalker. Even later, I think. Yeah, yeah. Right, I, I, interesting. I, I was interesting less familiar with his, his his live action projects after that. So interesting to see what we do. I, I like the the top contenders are still. Uh, somebody brought up Jocasta New, which which would be another great uh, to have her show up for this. Uh, I think she's deceased by this point. Surely she must be dead by now. The, in the they think she dies in the Marvel comics. Yeah. But they did one story where after Revenge of the Sith, um, Jocasta knew had a list of all of the Force-sensitive children right. in the galaxy. And Including people was... we know were on there. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Thing, right? I wonder if, I wonder if uh, Gogru was, Grogu was on that list. Grogu. That would be crazy if they went back and you looked at the list and Grogu's name mm. was actually on that list. And you like, purposely picked it from that list so that it, it would... Reading that interview, apparently there's a you know they they were saying that his that was his name from early on in season one. Like they were internally, they knew yeah. that that was his name. They picked that early on, and they've just been kind of you know they had waiting for the spot to reveal it. Yeah. So, all right. Well, overall, I I I did like this episode. I was feeling a little bit um, fatigued last week. I even uh, um, shame on me that that uh, there was even a moment where my wife was just like. You know, because she's catching up on the show. She's a couple episodes behind still. And she was like, hey, do you want to watch Mandalorian? I was like, not really. 
It's like I'm a little sick of Star Wars right now. Just give me a breather. Because <laughs> it had also, you know, we had had my son's birthday and he got a lot of Star Wars stuff and we'd been reading the Golden Books and stuff. So there was a lot of Star Wars going on. And I was like, I just need a little breather. Yeah. Um, but it, this is uh, kind of rekindled. I really dug this one and not my favorite of the season, I don't think, but by by any means, but still a positive one. I'm, I'm excited to see what happens next. I, I liked it. Yeah. <clears throat> also, yeah, I don't think we, I, we touched on it briefly, but I did feel like, there was a concerted effort to be like, this is the Boba Fett that we all yeah, well, it, it imagined. Yeah. So, so, I mean, the, the whole thing is a Boba Fett reclamation project, but... Yes, exactly. Um, so, uh, but it's, it's yeah, interesting to see that, you know, him yeah. being in it. And, and again, it's appealing, I think, then overall on the arc, even though we're like, the people, I, several times, I think, the people a couple of years younger than us this is totally hitting them a lot. Like they're getting a lot of the good stuff that they like, you know, a lot of the stuff mm-hmm. drawn from the the video games and the cartoons and stuff that's more their mm-hmm. bread and butter, but they're still doing a good job of kind of keeping, you know, again, it's the Lennon McCartney thing. I think that, you know, Filoni leans more into that stuff and, and, you know, maybe he's the one who's like, let's, let's use dark troopers. And then, you know, the, the uh, John Favreau being more kind of, of our uh, age, uh, he's the one who's just like, well, let's let's just have you know, let's throw in the Imperial troop transport and and you know have Boba Fett and and all this other stuff. And I'm not I'm not I'm assuming that those are the assigned roles. I'm making that up in my head. That's, that's production behind the scenes headcanon. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But uh, it I, I I like the way that it works for the most part, and even the ones that it doesn't, even the ones that don't, um, I don't like as much as the other ones. They're still you know enjoyable and and you know we're, we're we're moving ahead nothing nothing's ruined anything so far which was great <laughs> yeah. and for sometimes that's about all you can hope for out of out of a star wars yeah project. hey this didn't ruin anything <laughs> <clears throat> at first do no harm that should be the number one <laughs> number one oh uh, yeah i thought this episode was uh, was a lot of fun yeah great seeing uh i uh you know I'm I'm pleased with the boba fett reclamation project i'm glad to see him back in action and and being uh you know redeemed or what have you whatever yeah. it's called and so. it, it you know it's not uh it's not like there's a uh you know like oh well boba fett is a bad character so let's not use him it's like oh boba fett is a is a is a not much of a character so if we make him if we add wrinkles to him let's let's fill that in without they did add wrinkles to him well they did <laughs> yeah but like you know it doesn't have to be like oh let's let's answer every question about his life right. let's just use him in cool ways and that'll add mm-hmm. to his you know that'll make him a cooler character just like so, you know yeah. again i still think overall arc wise ahsoka is a better character but boba fett is a cool like this does this does wonders for, for boba fett yeah he's iconic right i mean there literally would not be a mandalorian series without the at yeah, least exactly. initial coolness of boba fett i wonder so. what it would be like what other cool things do we like? What what could he? I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. Like we don't really see any other kind of outside. Maybe Lando series. Maybe. Or like somebody from uh, I don't know I don't know what it would be you know like somebody from Jabba's palace. Hmm. Who knows? Yeah. Anyway, here's something that I know. Dang you can uh, um, you can follow us on the. Twitter at Star Wars Minute. You can follow us on Star Wars Instagram at the Star Wars Minute, um, and uh, you can uh, support us if you like this show. Uh, remember, it's on YouTube and it's on uh, the internet. 
uh, but you can get to uh, you can get to uh, StarWarsMinute.com slash YouTube to get to our YouTube channel, or -hmm. you can go to StarWarsMinute.com slash Patreon to support us. Um, We do how many how many bonus episodes do we have in there? Oh, on um, I can't even count hundreds and hundreds. Yeah, Um, it's like five hundred or some crazy thing. Uh, something like well, we have you know we're up to two hundred and eighty something um, weekend edition episodes that we've done. Oh, Plus, okay. we did a lot of uh, you know a year or two ago we started doing extra episodes on Saturday too. So we just went through a bunch right. of the James Bond movies and uh, and uh, a bunch of other stuff that we were doing. Uh, now uh, we're starting to go through show. the Empire Strike Back. Uh, yeah, a certain book. point of view. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, if you want more of us, it's, it's available on Patreon. StarWarsMinute.com slash Patreon. Otherwise, we'll meet you back here next week for a new episode of The Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Mandalorian.